Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. All right, let me ask you a question. How many people here have memorized the whole Bible? Okay, what was my hand doing up? Um, okay, how many have memorized maybe a verse or two? Hey, well done, well done. Like, um, as a kid, uh, I memorized the Lord's Prayer. And you might think, oh, that's a very, very devout child. Well, actually, it was like I was going to a church and they were giving up prizes <laughs> for anyone that could memorize the Lord's Prayer. So I like prizes. Uh, but it's just been... Such a helpful prayer for me over the years. It really has. Like when I get stuck and I don't know what to pray, I'm just, I just stop and I go, now Father in heaven, you know, holy is your name, you know, which is worship. It's just like I'm, I worship. You know, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm like, help me. Like praying to the king of kings, God, would you rule in my situation? Would you rule in my life? It's a good prayer. How many of you have memorized the Lord's Prayer? Wow, that's a lot of you. That's great. Like uh, it's in um, probably there are people here like maybe under twenty fives are going like, what's memorization? <laughs> <laughs> why? Why would I need to memorize anything? Like I've got this. <laughs> I don't need to memorize things. Um, like memorizing things is it plants things in your heart and in your head yeah that's why like the songs that you sing like I'm seriously be careful what songs you listen to because that because there's a tune attached to it it'll stick in your heart and your head but uh, in Luke 11 and and the Lord's prayers in Matthew 6 and in Luke 11 if you Luke 11 shorter so if you want to memorize the shorter version go there but uh but we see the intro of it where Jesus' followers came to him and they said, teach us how to pray. And so he says, okay, here is a great prayer for you. Um, so maybe a little bit of homework for you. If you want some help with your praying, uh, maybe memorize the Lord's Prayer. Like I said, it's in Matthew chapter 6. It just helps us to know how to pray. But is there something that would help us to know what to believe? This was a question that was asked over and over again by the early church. Like, what do we believe? And it it continues to be asked today. Like, you know, especially when Christians are disagreeing with each other on on lots of things. But the early Christians asked, are there some things that we can all agree on? That what are the major things of our faith that we can all agree on? And out of this came some writings so helpful to us just to help us in our faith, to tell us what we ought to believe. And they're the Christian creeds. The creeds. Now, when, when you hear the word creed, you may think, like, that's a band. <laughs> like, well, you know, with arms wide open. <laughs> Under the sunlight. 
Welcome. Listen, no, we're... <laughs> well, the band Creed didn't invent the word, okay? <laughs> Christian creeds are statements of faith. They are what we believe. And you may have heard of creeds like the Nicene Creed, which is probably the most widely used and recited in both the Western churches and the Eastern churches, the Chalcedonian Creed, the Athanasian Creed, but the oldest and most well-known is the Apostles' Creed. Who's heard of the Apostles' Creed? A lot of you, some of you. And uh, we're going to have a look at that today. And I've got a lot of input on this slide from, from a great book uh, called What Christians Ought to Believe. There's a um, picture of it up there. If you want to look into this a bit more about, like, actually, I'd love to, like, um, dig into this about what foundational Christian beliefs are, you know, that is a great book. I'd highly recommend it. But we've got this incredible gift, this ancient gift as Christians, the Apostles' Creed. And it's really, it's a summary of beliefs that Christians have from interpreting the New Testament. And some of you will know about this gift. You may even have memorized it. Many of you will have heard of it. Some of you may have, uh, it will be completely new. And it's just the, it's the simplest and most uh, easy to, to remember of the, of the creeds. And it just states the faith that all Christians should know. It's just a statement of faith. And it's also what pastors and priests and theologians should be teaching and defending. I'm going to read it to you. Sound good? Okay. And, uh, and later, we're all going to read it together. All right. This is the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The 19th century church historian Philip Schaff, he says this, As the Lord's Prayer is the prayer of prayers, and the Decalogue, the Decalogue's the Ten Commandments, just a fancy word for it, pull that one out at parties, like, <laughs> I'm reading the Decalogue, um, the Decalogue, the law of laws. So the Apostles' Creed is the creed of creeds. It contains all the fundamental articles of the Christian faith necessary to salvation in the form of fact, in simple scripture language, and in the most natural order, the order of revelation from God and the creation down to the resurrection and life everlasting. So the, the Apostle Creed, it's, it's just part of our wonderful traditions that we have in the Christian church, but it meets the consensus of the whole church about what the main teachings are. It's like Christianity for dummies. So, like, maybe not for us, but for... 
the Apostles' Creed, they began to like look at this whole thing of like, how do we get our key beliefs together? There was people starting to like say all sorts of different things about Jesus, and so it was right, right back from like 120 AD. There's record of some of these first lines of it, and it was they, they sort of locked into what we now know as the Apostles' Creed around 250 AD. But because there was all of this wrong thinking about Jesus. Now, this is what I've been doing a bit of reading this week. The Ebionites claimed that an angel entered the body of the man Jesus at baptism. The Docetists denied that Jesus had a physical body. The Gnostics claimed that a wicked demigod created the world, and Jesus came to save us from this God by releasing our soul, and Jesus was using this secret knowledge from another age. See how people could get confused with all these things floating around. The Marcionites said Jesus was sent to save people from the God of the Old Testament. False. The Arians said that Jesus, he could not have been God. And the creeds were like a statement of warning. They were like, this is what we believe. So Christians, stray outside of this at the peril of your soul. I've heard a lot of people say, like, oh, I'm not really, I don't know about the creeds. I'm not really into that. It's like, I don't know if they're helpful. I don't really like them. And, and there's some reasons why people say that. I thought it would be helpful just to look at them. A lot of people are, like, skeptical. They're, like, there's skepticism towards tradition, towards sort of old things. It's like they're old and not that relevant today. Or they're worried that, like, oh, if I sort of say it over and over, it's just become mindless repetition. So there's a skepticism about the traditions. There's... there's um, Confusion. You know, people will say, like, well, if I'm going to memorize anything, like, I'm going to memorize the Bible. Why would I want to memorize the creed? Surely the Bible is more important. But there's this confusion around how this, these statements are historical theology that are directly from Scripture. It's <laughs> directly from Scripture. Some people, it's a little bit, uh, it might be an arrogance thing where they, um, they think, well, what's come before is not that good. Like, this is the 21st century. We've got the internet. We've got fast food. We've got Netflix. <laughs> like, we've got the old things aren't that good. The new is better. Some people say, well, if you, it, it, they can create disunity. Like, if we say what we believe, then we say, like, this is us. And, like, it's like we draw a ring around us. And then we're, so then there's people that are out. And then there are, you know, if people don't agree with us, then it creates division. And um, I'll talk a bit more about that, which I you know, would say that's um, not why that's not that helpful, uh, not a helpful way of thinking. And some people just think like, well, I, again, I've sort of figured it out for myself. I've read the Bible and I've kind of you know, like put my own kind of thinking together around the whole thing. And um, Michael Bird, who wrote that book earlier on, this is what he says about people that um, kind of think like they don't really need this sort of, these sort of statements of belief. They figure it out for themselves. He says this. That sounds well and good, but only if you suffer from historical ignorance about church history, theological narcissism as to your own importance, and ecclesiological egoism to the effect that only your church exists or matters. So he would probably disagree. So, yes. <laughs> but I'm going to give you some reasons this morning why the Apostles' Creed is just such a gift. It's a gift to us as Christians, as our church. Um, so... So, first, first reason. So we can remind ourselves what we believe. 
You know, in the Bible, we have this gospel uh, written by Luke, Luke's story about Jesus. And he starts off saying, I've written this so you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. You know, in the ancient creeds, they don't just tell us some things that Christians might believe, like, like kind of take it or leave it off. They instruct Christians as to what we ought to believe. This is what you ought to believe. It's a summary of our, of our core convictions, of our universal, the universal Christian church across the world, across all different denominations. These are the, our core convictions. They're like faith facts. You remember school, eh? And you get those sort of the facts, the list of the facts. These are our facts. Tells us what's true in our faith, and, but also what are the most important truths of our faith. There was this big fire down in Christchurch this week. Did you see it in the news? It's like big car, car yard, you know, burnt. Like we were down in Christchurch. Uh, we left just the, before. We, it wasn't like... Um, day before I think that happened so it wasn't like we sort of lit it and ran but <laughs> we just the timing was just like uh. but um, you know you, there's, you see that a fire happens in the news from time to time don't you and you always you always think like oh man that's terrible but um, it always feels like it sort of happens to someone else doesn't it it's uh, uh, and with this many people here possibly some of you actually it has happened to you but what if it like what if you did find that your house was on fire and like you had five minutes and you had to grab the most important things to you. If you're under 25, you get your phone. <laughs> but like you'd get your phone, your laptop, maybe your passport, maybe some, you know, your, your documents, all your important documents, maybe, maybe an old photo album. Maybe the, the Fender Telecaster, signed by Bruce Springsteen. Maybe it's first. <laughs> Who cares about the passports? I've got my guitar. Um, I think my daughters would probably try and grab their entire wardrobe <laughs> and shoes. <laughs> They're very, I mean, we're not motivated. <laughs> like, it could happen. Um, but you just grab, you know, you grab your favorite things. And like the Apostle Creed, it's, it's similar to that. It's like, it doesn't list all Christian beliefs, but it does state the important ones. It's the important ones. In case of emergency, heed the creed. Heed the creed. Again, that book that I talked about, Michael Bird, is, is super helpful. He talks about these the three types of beliefs. And that they're kind of in an, an order of importance. He talks about core beliefs. These are the ones that affect our salvation and comprise the bedrock of our faith. And then he uh, talks about common beliefs. So they're important, but they're often disputed. Some people think this, some people think that, they disagree. And then there's convictional beliefs where, like the Bible doesn't even speak about these things. So you've kind of got the follow your own conscience and the leading of the Holy Spirit on um, and maybe conversations with smart people about them as to what to believe. But the Apostles' Creed, it tells us what these core beliefs are. This is what it tells us. It, it 
it tells us we have God the Father, the all-powerful creator. That Jesus Christ is God's son and the Lord of the universe. The story of Jesus from birth to his ascension. The impending return of Jesus to judge the world. The person and work of the Holy Spirit. The church as God's holy and global people. God's saving work, in particular the forgiveness of sins. And life in God's new world through the resurrection of the dead. And if you memorize it, it's like, it's like a portable Bible that you carry wherever you go. You carry what you believe everywhere we go. And like to help you to memorize it, what we've got today, we're going to give you a little card that's got the Apostles' Creed on it. And uh, they're in a little... Um, do you want to start passing those around? There's a... I don't even know what you'd call that. What, what would you call that thing that they're in? A basket. A basket. They're in a basket. <laughs> like no basket you've ever seen before. So just take one of those and, um, yeah, thought that would be helpful for you. So we remind ourselves what we believe. Second reason why the Apostles' Creed is so good, it provides an anchor for our faith. You know, anchors stop you drifting away from where you want to be. There was a boat at Stanmore Bay just this week. Just this week. Um, I don't know, like anchor issues. It's anchor, that anchor issues. It's either that it's um, come unstuck or the anchor line broke. But uh, bad things happen without an anchor. You drift from safety. You know, you may go to another church one day. I know it's hard to believe, <laughs> hard to imagine that it would ever happen. But you may go to a, another church one day. And um, like, how do you know if it's a, they're teaching false things? It's by, ma- by making sure they align with the Apostles' Creed. You know, if you know this, if you know what's on this card that you're, you've got or you're about to get, if it's sort of landed in your head and your heart, then when people say things, you go like, oh, that doesn't sound, that doesn't sound right. And uh, the creed doesn't mean that you know, any church won't make mistakes in, in other areas of faith or practice. And, uh, you know, like if you do end up somewhere else, like be on your guard for that. But aligning with the facts as stated in the creed, that's your first green light. Yep, yep, this is a, this is a good place to be. Hey, and just a note on the word uh, Catholic in the creed. The word Catholic, it, it actually just means uh, all-embracing. That's what the, the word actually means, uh, all-embracing. So all-inclusive, including every, you know, everything. So when the creed talks about the Catholic Church, it's talking about all Christians, all Christians everywhere around, uh, around the world, um, which is different than the Roman Catholic Church. It's quite, quite clever of them to grab that word, eh? <laughs> Um, I uh, recently met with the um, uh, the priest from the Catholic Church uh, down in Oriwa here, and just great people, eh? just great people. Um, one of the guys who's recently um, started there has uh, a, new, a Kiwi guy who's lived 
This isn't in my notes, I'm just telling you a story. Um, I thought it was interesting. He was a Kiwi guy, lived in Italy for 30 years, um, and uh, ended up being, being the, the chaplain for the Italian rugby team for one of the World Cups. So he's a um, fun guy. Um, all right. Okay, so the creeds remind us what we believe. The creeds are an anchor. F- um, the creeds also do, they actually create unity in the faith. And Ephesians 4, 13 talks about reaching unity in the faith as a reflection of Christian maturity. See, unity is important. But like many churches recite the Apostles' Creed every week. And it, they remind us more about what we have in common with our fellow believers than what sets us apart. That actually promotes unity. It promotes unity. So it's a good thing. It, it actually, you know, like... Today's Sunday. We get to do Sunday ahead of most of the rest of the world uh, because of the time zones. But like in the next 24 hours, churches all around the world are going to be reciting, this is what we believe. It's just, um, just speaking of other churches, um, just thought it would be helpful just to say that, uh, you know, the Arise Church, many of you know, they've been in the, in the media getting, uh, you know, a, 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 a big, you know, Tough, tough season for them, and um, being in the media headlines. It's just really important as we read some of the things that have been not that helpful in that church. So we just remember they're our brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, the leaders, the people going to those churches, the people that have um, been through some very traumatic experiences. You know, the people that are being accused of, you know, creating the situations that with those situations, but they're all our brothers and sisters in, in Christ. And uh, yes, the church has made some, some big mistakes and is going to need to make some big changes, uh, but, but they need our prayers, not our sneers. And they need our prayers, not our sneers, okay? Um, and something like that may throw up something like, well, when the hell things work at, at Coast Vineyard? Like, if you've got any questions about how we do things at, uh, at Coast Vineyard, um, we love questions. We love transparency, we love accountability, uh, we love robust financial procedures, we love people, we love looking after them well, um, we love, you know, with finances, seeing every dollar stretch as much as it, as it can. So if you've, if you've got any questions about, you know, finances at Coast Vineyard Church, please ask. We like to be very transparent. So, um, oh, actually, I've got a question. Oh, oh Matt, you've got a question about... <laughs> Like, well, Matt, how did the how did the church go over the last year with COVID? Well, 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 this is a good question. Um, well, we went we went backwards a little bit with COVID. I think everyone was just a little, uh, you know, gun shy trying to figure out what was going to happen. Um, but we had some reserves, so we you know managed to um, you know soak that up a little bit. Well, Matt, well, how about this year? Oh, another good question. Um, um, well, this year income's tracking a little bit below budget. Well, then I say a little bit, it's below budget. Um, and uh, we're going to report to the church on that uh, next month. Okay. Thanks, Matt. Good question. All right. Um, getting back to the Apostles' Creed uh, about this whole thing of unity. When we recite the Apostles' Creed, and we're going to do that all together um, later on, we stand in this unbroken line. That stretches from Jesus to today. You know, and, and across the world, like I say, from here to churches at the very north of Scandinavia, it's recited by men and women, every race and every tribe, 
and culture all united in our profession of faith. Again, Michael Bird says this about the Apostles' Creed and the faith that it professes. He says, This faith has come to us through 2,000 years of earnest study, intense debate, gripping prayer, violent persecution, blood-curdling martyrdom, triumphant evangelism, and deliberate discipleship. So when we confess the Apostles' Creed in our churches, we are validating the apostolic faith and standing in solidarity with those in every place and in every age who have confessed the same faith. It means we confess one faith in one Lord as part of one church. It is a church that is diverse in its many parts, but still united in holding to the story of Scripture and Lordship of Jesus Christ as narrated in the creeds. It's good, eh? Another reason why the creed's so good is it helps us find our place in the story. Yeah, we're this people that are living in this great story. When we state that we're the church and what we believe about God and creation of Jesus and the life that we have and the, and the age to come, we're declaring that we're the people that are defined by the story. It's the story of God, the reign of Jesus, you know, the experience of the Spirit, the, the hope of the world to come. Yeah, it's important to state what you believe. Again, there's Thomas Oden, a number of you that uh, have read theology, one of America's most influential the theologians of the last century, he says this, to say, I believe, to say, I believe, is to speak from the heart. To say, I believe, is to speak from the heart. To reveal who one is by confessing one's essential belief, the faith that makes life worth living. And yet we have a role in this magnificent story. We're caught up in this majestic vision of, of God's love for us. And, and in it we find our, our deepest hopes fulfilled. And it tells us that we're defined by this story, not the other stories that compete for our allegiance. Like our world, when you look out in the world, it's like they sways between like godlessness and idolatry. Like, and, and our creed can be our way of saying, no, no, I will not be tempted. I will not be bought off or intimidated into denying the foundation of my faith. And just one last, last thing. I'm sure there's many other reasons why this creed would be so helpful for us. But the, the, the creeds help us to contend for the faith. You know, when people ask you, what you believe. Well, you can say, well, I'm glad you asked. You know, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Or when people ask, what does it mean to be a Christian? It's like, well, let me tell you. Or if people try to lead you astray into a, a false faith or so we contend for the faith. You know, Paul the Apostle, he talks about that in Jude 3. He says we contend for the faith. So do we need to lead, learn the creeds? Do, do, we, do we need to? Are we going to have a test next week? Yes, let's have a test. No, no we're not going to have a test. Um, yeah, we don't have to learn the creeds. But I'd encourage you to learn the Apostles' Creed. You've got a little card, you know, you could put it in your, in your wallet or your purse or 
put it on your, your dashboard of your car. Well, actually, it's quite small writing. Eh? It might be a bit dangerous. So, um, but on your, maybe on the monitor of your computer or um, yeah, your shaving mirror. I don't know. Just, just put it somewhere. I'm pretty keen to be um, adding it to our, uh, our before we eat time. You know, like I know a lot of us say, say grace, you know, we give thanks to God, but we're going, I'm thinking, I think we're going to add this to our, our, like, no one's eating. No one's eating until we, <laughs> we, but just so that it, we read it and it just sticks in our, in our hearts and in our heads. It's a gift. It's a gift to us as God's people. St. Augustine, a number of you will have heard of St. Augustine, the North African bishop from the, the 4th and 5th century. He, um, he encouraged everyone to embrace the Apostles' Creed. He called, they, they used to call it the symbol. The Apostles' Creed was called the symbol. So he, he says this, the symbol of the holy mystery that you have all received together and that today you have recited one by one are the words on which the faith of the church is firmly built above the stable foundation that is Christ the Lord. You have received it and recited it. But in your minds and hearts, you must keep it ever present. You must repeat it in your beds, recall it in the public squares, and not forget it during meals. Even when your body is asleep, you must watch over it with your hearts. He was a big fan of the creed. So what I'd like us to do as God's people, as people who have said, yes, I am a Christian who has chosen to be a, a disciple of Jesus, to come to him and say, you, God, are my Lord. Forgive me my sins. Accept me into your family, which God does. You know, that's his promise to all of us. So for all of us, what I'd love us to do is just, if we're able, please stand and let's, let's recite this together. And this is, let's, let's say it because we believe it. Okay, on three. Okay, three, go. Okay, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Doesn't that feel good to say? Just to state what we believe. To state what we believe. And like I say, that's, that's Scripture. Does everyone get a card? Does everyone get a card? If you're, if you're down the back and they didn't quite get there, there might be some in some baskets and that uh, please do grab a hold of one uh, before you go. 
thanks so much for joining us for today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you are keen to find out a little bit more about us as a church whānau or you'd like to touch base, then you can go to coast.org.nz and there you'll find information about our in-person services, online services, various resources and activities. Enjoy the day and be blessed.